Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome to Football Full Circle right here on the Sports Grid Television and Radio Network. Joe Lisi, Ritz Sermonello getting you prepped and ready for the 2022 season. And we're in hour number two right now. We In hour one, we broke down the Power Five conferences. And now we're number two. We're going to talk about the group of five schools and conferences such as the AAC. We saw Cincinnati last year roll to a 13-0 record, win a conference championship over the Houston Cougars, and get knocked off by the Alabama Crimson Tide 24-7, Rich. But, you know, are or is there a potential team this year that could potentially duplicate the success of the Cincinnati Bearcats from a year ago? And if so, will the college football playoff committee put them in after watching that matchup play out last year against the Alabama Crimson Tide? Yeah, Joe, I don't think so. I, I, I mean, as a fan, I hope so. I loved seeing Cincinnati get their shot last year, had an incredible season for Luke Fickle. I, I don't think there's a team out there in the group of five that is as uh, built the way the Bearcats were. Uh, we'll have the quality wins, Cincinnati beating the likes of, uh, of ND last year in South Bend. I don't think that happens. I think if I had to pick one school outside of the Power Five, um, I'm impressed by BYU and what Kalani Sataki does. They'll have opportunities on their schedule, Notre Dame being one, uh, out in Las Vegas. So uh, BYU would be the one team out of the American Athletic. I don't think so. Um, you know, Houston is interesting. The offense will be exciting with Clayton Toon. Um, uh, under center, Tank Dell on the outside. Alton McCaskill, who was supposed to be the feature back, uh, is injured and is going to miss uh, at least the beginning of the season, possibly the entire season. But I'm going to go back to Cincinnati. When it comes to you know the AAC, I, I know what they've lost. I know what has to be replaced. But I also know who the coach is. I, I, I think Luke Fickle is one of those unique coaches who is going to rebuild on the fly, uh, recruited really well, uh, used a deep rotation on both sides of the ball, I, what do you have at quarterback? Evan Prater is one of the most ballyhooed recruits that Cincinnati has ever had. They bring Ben Bryant, who began his career at Cincinnati, went to Eastern Michigan. They bring him back. I still think it's Cincinnati. I, I think it's built on defense and defensive speed, and I don't think anybody's better than the Bearcats. They're not going to run the table this year, Joe, but watch them compete against Arkansas right out of the gate in week one. Would not be surprised if they make, uh, make the Razorbacks struggle in, in that opener. 
Well, that was the game I was going to reference, not just for Cincinnati, but also BYU, and we'll get into their schedule as well. But to your point about Cincinnati, does he go with Prater or does he go with Ben Bryan? Because I think he has to go with the more experienced quarterback week one against Arkansas. They're seven-point dogs already on the road in Fayetteville. This is a very physical blue-collar team in terms of the Arkansas Razorbacks. They're heavy. They want to run the football, especially with their big play quarterback. K.J. Jefferson goes about 6'3", 230 pounds. They want to wear you down at the point of attack, just the way Alabama did, I want to say, in the college football playoff game. They were able to pound the rock with Brian Robinson for for 300 yards in that ball game. Robinson had a school record, 204 yards or a career high against the Bearcats front seven. So isn't that the M.O. for Arkansas, an SEC caliber West team to go into or, or to play Cincinnati, just wear them down at the point of attack? And if they get that win, then, you know, does Cincinnati have any legs if they're a one-loss team and get blown out by the Arkansas Razorbacks as we welcome in our radio audience, Joe Lisi and Ritz Sermonello talking about the AAC in Cincinnati, if they can duplicate or replicate the success that they had a year ago. Yeah, I, Joe, I think the ceiling for Cincinnati would be another conference title. I, I think that's as far as they're going. I, I don't think we're going to see a group of five team crack the playoffs this year. I, I think that's something that happens once every you know, decade, every generation. It was the only time that we saw it happen. I don't think we'll see it happen this year, and I certainly don't think in the future, uh, as we have more of these powerhouses like Cincinnati and BYU and uh, UCF uh, moving over to Power Five conferences. That might be the only time that we see it, but I, I think we're going to learn a lot about Luke Fickle. I mean, I, I I personally have learned enough. I love the way he coaches. I love the way he develops players. I like the style of play that Cincinnati wins with. That tough running game, smart quarterback play, physical, fast defense. It won't be the same as last year, but I think that model is better than what Dana Holgerson has at Houston, where it's not as much defense. Uh, it's built more on offensive playmaking ability, big plays on offense. I still lean towards more that conventional run game defense, which Cincinnati has. Uh, so I'll take the Bearcats. In terms of you know, any flyers, long shots, I, I don't see many. I, I think East Carolina is interesting to me. Mike Houston finally turned the corner last year. Uh, that offense, they're kind of like a poor man's Houston. I think a lot of offense down in Greenville. Uh, they could sneak up and surprise teams this year. But to me, I still think it comes down to Cincy, UCF, Houston, one of those three teams. Yeah, I agree with that. I do not like Hol Holgerson in terms of big play game halftime adjustments. And that's why I buy into Gus Malzahn. Now, I know they're the favorites in the division. Mikey Keene does come back, but they have John Rice Plumley, an athletic quarterback that transfers in from Ole Miss. And keep an eye out for Isaiah Bauer, the former Northwestern running back. He's big, he's physical, and as long as he's in that lineup, I give UCF the opportunity to win the conference this season. We're coming right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, 
Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Back on Football Full Circle, Joe Lisi, Ritz Sermonello talking all things college football. Left off talking about Cincinnati and some other teams in the AAC. Going to turn our attention to 10-plus wins in terms of the group of five this year. Teams outside of Cincinnati. Potentially, can it be UTSA UTSA and uh, Jeff Trailer? Can it be teams like UCF? Or it could even be a team like Western Kentucky, Rich, where former West Virginia quarterback Jared Dagey taking over for Bailey Zappi that set an FBS record in terms of touchdown passes last year. I put my money on Western Kentucky. Two out-of-conference games against Indiana and Auburn, even though they might seem difficult. Western Kentucky could be a sleeper to win 10 wins this year. Yeah, I, I'm not as big of a Jared Dagey fan, I, I, I think, as you. I, I, I think West Virginia, Joe, was kind of happy to see him go inconsistent, turnover prone, uh, trading up by adding JT Daniels. Um, I'll take a wait-and-see approach on the Hilltoppers for this year, despite all the success they had. In 2021, the, the team I was going to point to was uh, Coastal Carolina. I, I think we've sort of forgotten about them a little bit in the Sun Belt. Grayson McCall uh, is back. Uh, Jamie Chadwell, their coach, uh, is still in South Carolina, which is a bit of a surprise after the past couple of seasons. He didn't get scooped up uh, by a larger program. So, I, you know, at, at plus 350, I, I like the Clears to get to 10 wins and compete. Uh, in the newly formed Sunbelt Conference. Uh, that That's an interesting play for me. And, you know, Toledo out of the MAC. I, this could be Jason Candle's year uh, to get back and, and, and win a MAC title. Uh, Daquan Finn, very quietly last yeah. year, the uh, multi dimensional quarterback. I was really impressed. And, and he's had a great offseason. Uh, I think he could be one of the star quarterbacks. And the MAC always has great quarterbacks that fly under the radar. Daquan Finn out of Toledo. Uh, is one that I'll be watching closely this year. But I, I love talking group of five. You know, not many networks will talk group of five the way we do. Uh, I think they deserve our attention. A lot of these kids will wind up in the NFL. Uh, last year we had one go to the playoff. I don't think it'll happen this year, but there'll be a lot of exciting football in what's left of the group of five. Yeah, Daquan Finn has a live arm. I mean, in terms of just Mac 
in terms of potential on the next level. I think he could be an NFL quarterback. I really b- believe that. Stepped up in a, cr- a number of games last year. Played very well in terms of the bowl matchup as well. So I agree with you. I think Toledo can be live not only to win 10-plus games, but can be maybe a potential contender, obviously, in the MAC this season. Did want to talk about BYU quickly because they are not listed in terms of 10-plus wins, at least not on FanDuel, Rich. And you brought them up, and you brought up their their game against uh, Notre Dame on October 8th. That game is on a neutral field in Las Vegas. But if we're talking hardest schedules in terms of all the college football, and we know that Notre Dame and BYU are independents, so they do schedule, obviously, the hardest games possible. You want to talk about this schedule. Jeff Scott and South Florida, be it in Tampa, still they gave them problems last year in Provo as an 18-and-a-half-point underdog. Timmy McLean and the crew did cover that number. They follow that up with, with Dave Aranda and Baylor on, on September 10th, followed by Oregon and Eugene, then Wyoming with Craig Ball. That's not a, a, a easy matchup. Wyoming is a very physical defense. Utah State, that was 8-0 on the road or on a neutral field last year. Notre Dame in Las Vegas. Arkansas with K.J. Jefferson. Liberty, that was a bowl team last year, even though Malik Willis is gone. East Carolina and then Boise. I mean, that is one of the hardest schedules that I've seen in terms of college football. They get to 10 or 11 wins this year, depending upon who they lose to and by how much in terms of a a deficit. Potentially, BYU could be a college football playoff contender. You might take a shot at 100 to 1. Yeah, no, Joe, I agree with you. It's a brutal schedule, but kudos to to BYU and Kalani Sataki and that whole administrative staff, uh, despite being an independent, much like a Notre Dame, not ducking anyone. I mean, they're traveling uh, to different parts of the country, road games, neutral sites, uh, quality SEC opponents, quality Pac-12 opponents, the ND game in Vegas, which you touched on. Um you know, some of those uh, Mountain West teams, Boise State looks to be improved in Andy Avalos' second season uh, with the Broncos. I like that. I mean, that's a very challenge. Baylor, Big 12 champs. That's a very challenging schedule. Um, they're going to spread their brand to a number of different parts of the country. And if they get off to a fast start, if they begin to roll, um, it's great opportunity for Jaron Hall. Uh, not suggesting he's going to have a Zach Wilson type of season that attracts NFL scouts, but I think he's an NFL quarterback. And I think his skill set translates well to the NFL. He's going to have opportunities against some very good defensive talent. And you're right. I mean, if BYU gets ahead of seam and they win a couple of those games in September and they're undefeated when October begins, who's to say that BYU isn't that trendy pick that we're watching and saying, Every week, if they continue to win, this is a team that can compete for a playoff spot. Yeah, now now Baylor did abuse them. Jaron Hall was on the IR, was out for a couple of games, came back. That game was on the road in Waco. They lost that ball game by 18 points as a six-and-a-half-point road underdog. Treston Ebner and Abram Smith had big days 
on the ground along with Bohannon through the air. But at the end of the day, if they can pick up that win now with Shapin and the crew going on the road, that could really catapult them into a, maybe a top 15 ranking, especially if they follow that up with a road win in Eugene. So only time will tell right now. I mean, I think it's worth the value. If you want to take a lottery ticket on a potential team, they have the type of schedule where if they do run the table, they're going to be in the conversation much the way Cincinnati and Notre Dame were at the end of the year last year. So let's turn our attention to Boise State and the Mountain West. They are the front runners yet again, and I can't understand why. You mentioned much improved, they, but they were 7-5 and five last year, Rich. Yeah, limped to a 7-5 and five overall record. Hank Bachmeyer does return, but how and why the media continue to buy in as the front runners in terms of the Mountain West Conference, I just don't understand. Utah State is the defending champs within the conference. They knocked off San Diego State in dominating fashion, followed it up with a, a great bowl win over Pac-12 opponent in Oregon State. Logan Bonner returns and uh, seven starters on that defense. Why aren't we buying into Utah State more than Boise State at this point in the season? Yeah, Joe, yours is a fair point. I've thought the same thing this offseason. I I think a lot of it is built on past reputation. You know, Boise State has that that banked goodwill from past seasons. But the past couple of years, um, end of Brian Harson's tenure, Andy Avalos' first year, they have not been a great Mountain West team. So I... I'm, you know, I, I see your Utah State and I'll raise you one Fresno State. I mean, to me, that's the team that excites me most heading into this season. Jeff Tedford comes back where he used to be the head coach. Uh, I have mentioned before that in each of the first two times he's, he's been a first year head coach, first at Cal, uh, then in the Valley with the Bulldogs, um, he dramatically improved the teams that he took over. Now, it doesn't take a dramatic improvement for Fresno State to win the Mountain West this year, especially with Jake Hayner uh, under center. Jordan Mims, I think, is going to have a great season as the full-time successor to Ronnie Rivers out of the backfield. I like Fresno State. I think this is a year that the Bulldogs can win the Mountain West, and I'm with you. I'm not particularly sold on Boise State. I think a lot of that is built on past reputation uh, and past big wins uh, as a Group of Five program. The other team I want to talk about is San Diego State because we'll talk about them on the back half of the break with Brady Hoke, another physical team. Couldn't get over the hump in terms of the game against Utah State, but when you look at this team entering 2022, there is a wealth of defensive talent, even though they lost Cam Thomas. They do get Braxton Burmeister, the former Virginia Tech quarterback, there. So when we come back, we'll talk San Diego State. Joe Lisi and Rich Sermonello right here on The Great. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. 
It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, back on Football Full Circle. We're going to get into some quarterback battles for both Michigan and Texas A&M and even Texas Tech. But I did want to leave off. I left off talking about San Diego State, Rich, and and Braxton Burmeister. Transfers over from Virginia Tech. Didn't really elevate that program to the next level with Justin Fuentes. Justin Fuentes was fired at the end of the year. He moves on now with Brady Hoke. This is a blue-collar team that wants to run the football and work off a play-action that should fit well with Braxton Burmeister. And you know what? At 4-1 to one to potentially win the Mountain West Conference, not bad odds on the San Diego State Aztecs who open up a new stadium this year. Yeah, Joe, uh, Brady Hoke did a good job last year. Uh, had it not been for almost two dozen uh, COVID cases that uh, shut down a ton of players during the Mountain West title game, they may have been conference champs last year. Uh, I love the defense. Uh, Keyshawn Banks, Jonah Tavai, Caden McDonald up front, Patrick McMorris in the secondary, one of the best defensive backs that nobody is talking about this offseason. So the defense, which has been the trademark, uh, going back to the Rocky Long days, defense is going to be fine. Offense, I agree with you. I had higher expectations last year for Braxton Burmeister, did not materialize. Uh, this is the fourth straight year that the Aztecs are starting a new quarterback, uh, likely to be Braxton Burmeister. So, you know, I miss the days. I mean, do you remember growing up, Joe, when San Diego State was a place that you went to when you wanted to throw for 4,000 yards? I, I, I sort of miss that. I, I know the identity is defense in the ground game, but it's about time for San Diego State with all of those quality quarterbacks out west in California and in Arizona can we develop a quarterback on the Mesa for San Diego State and balance that program out a little bit? Well, Dan McGuire and Patrick Rowe aren't, aren't playing uh, in Jack Murphy anymore, along with Marshall Falk back in the day, right? I mean, those are the Aztec type of teams that we think about, you know, in terms of just the history of the program back in the day, right? Lucas Johnson did transfer, I believe, to an FCS school. He was a starter at the end of last year, split time for much of the year for that program. But they did, you know, want to run the football, and and that really doesn't really, I want to say, coach up the quarterback position. They want to do it the old-fashioned way, three yards and a cloud of dust and rely on turnovers and a solid front seven. But this should be a good team. I mean, at four to one, I like value, and if we're going to look at value right now outside of Boise State, who's chalk, basically, you have to look at Utah State. You have to look at teams like San Diego State and your point, Fresno State, with Tedford and Jay Kaner coming back because they are blue-collar teams. They have better quarterback play, in my opinion, than Hank, Hank Bachmeyer and Boise State right now, and I just think Boise State – 
hasn't progressed on the defensive side of the ball. They've slowly regressed from the time that Harson was there to where Avalos is in year number two, and, and that's why I can't buy in to the Boise State Broncos in 2022. Let's turn our attention to some quarterback battles heading out in terms of Ann Arbor and both uh, College Station as well. We have the battle with Cade McNamara and J.J. McCarthy. Both players combined for 21 touchdown passes last year, led Michigan to a Big Ten championship. Do they go with both quarterbacks as well? McNamara, the better passer. McCarthy, the more mobile type of quarterback, utilized in more RPO type of schemes and formations. Or do you think Jim Harbaugh rolls the dice and maybe potentially pulls the trigger on J.J. McCarthy over Cade McNamara this year? Yeah, and Joe, it's a great time of year to be talking about quarterback battles, position battles in general, but certainly quarterback battles take center stage. They'll, they'll, they'll be talked about over the next three weeks before we get into uh, week zero and then ultimately the first week of the season. And uh, maybe none bigger than the one in Michigan right now. Listen, I, I think this comes down to stick with me for one second because it's going to sound strange. I think it comes down to defense because, you know, we know there's going to be a drop off on the Michigan defense. They lose their defensive coordinator. They lose their bookend of David Ajabo and Aiden Hutchinson, a lot of turnover on defense. If that defense takes a dramatic step back and more is expected from the offense, I think it increases the likelihood that we see JJ McCarthy. He's the more physically talented quarterback. He has a higher upside uh, then Cade McNamara, who did a good job last year, but he's got that kind of Ian Bookish quality to him. Certainly a game manager, uh, does not have otherworldly uh, physical ability. But if the defense is doing its job and they're one of the top defenses in the country, you can lean on a Cade McNamara, Blake Corum out of the backfield. Uh, Ronnie Bell is back from injury, will be one of the best uh, Big Ten wide receivers. So I think it depends on the defense. If you don't need the offense to win, you stick with Cade McNamara. If you need more punch and big playability from the offense, I, I think it could be J.J. McCarthy in Ann Arbor. See, now, I think the schedule plays into this type of situation because they're not going to be really tested to the month of October when they face off against the Iowa Hawkeyes. And they dominated Iowa 42-3 in terms of the Big Ten championship game last season they were able to pound the rock for over 200 but you look at two games in particular that maybe potentially stand out at home against Penn State later in the month of October and obviously that regular season finale on the road in Columbus against CJ Stroud and Ohio State so Yes, I agree with you. I think that if the defense does take a step back, they're going to need to to have more offensive output. And keep in mind as well, Rich, that you know Michigan is still a, a ground and pound type of team. I know they were able to put up uh, over 400 yards against Michigan State, even though they lost that battle. There were a couple of other games as well where McNamara and McCarthy combined for over 300 yards. But the success of this offense as well is still predicated on the run game. You know, they had seven games last year of the 14 where they pounded the rock for over uh, 200 yards per game. They they were 7-0 in those ball games. So if the running game isn't there, then that's going to put more pressure on both McNamara and McCarthy to produce, and they're going to have to challenge teams over the top. And to your point about Hutchinson, Ajabo, and even Dax Hill in the secondary moving on to the NFL, you're talking about three players that combined for 33 and a half tackles for loss last year. So if 
if the defense is enforcing negative plays, that's going to put even more pressure on their offense to sustain drives and more importantly, score points this year. Yeah, and, and I think there's also the the question of, of Jim Harbaugh. You know, he's had this up-and-down ability to develop quarterbacks. When he came back to his alma mater, Joe, the thought was, as a former quarterback, uh, as a coach who had success at Stanford and at San Diego at the college level developing quarterbacks, that he was instantly going to transform that position. It really hasn't happened. And, you know, when I look at J.J. McCarthy, much higher ceiling, more of that superstar quality about him after Michigan finally beat Ohio state finally won the big 10 made it to the playoffs, became a, a national program. Again, JJ McCarthy has more of those qualities to keep Michigan there. So I, I wonder if the temptation for Jim Harbaugh will be, this is the guy who has the ability to push the ball downfield, make more plays with his feet can I get away with the game manager one more season if the defense isn't quite as good? Or do I go with McCarthy? Because the skill position talent is is really good for the Wolverines. I'm a big uh, Blake Corum fan. I think he's one of the top 10 running backs in the country. Again, Ronnie Bell uh, back from injury. I think he'll impress and be a f- uh, future NFL wide receiver. Donovan Edwards is an all-around playmaker. So, you know, do you unleash the J.J. McCarthy right now and say we need more from the offense or do we stick with McNamara? My money would be on McNamara. I think it's the safer pick and Jim Harbaugh is kind of a safe uh, type of a coach. But J.J. Right. McCarthy is clearly going to get reps this season. He's sort of, you know, uh, Harbaugh is where maybe Nick was, like I want to say five years ago before he recruited Tua. He was at that crossroads of his career where Nick always relied on a a physical run game, had playmakers at every level, but the quarterback position was just more of a game manager, right? And then we saw the slow evolution with Blake Sims, Jay uh, Coker, and then he recruits Tua to where he gets that five-star athlete right at the quarterback position. Same or similar type of scenario where Jim Harbaugh is right now, and we'll see if it pays dividends this year because I'm picking Michigan in the area about 9-3, and 10-2 overall. I don't think they get back to the college football playoff, and we'll see how it plays out. Let's take a look at Jimbo and Texas A&M because this is an intriguing one. When you look at Haynes King that started the year last year, got hurt against Colorado, and now we have former LSU quarterback Max Johnson that comes over. I think if we're talking big game experience and where Texas A&M is overall, I think he has to go to Johnson week number one. 100%. Hundred um, percent. Yeah, the the one overriding theme when we look at A and M, and it's going to be an exciting program. I mean, this recruiting class is potentially historically good, uh, both offensively and defensively. So, who's going to be the quarterback to run this? I think it's Max Johnson. Watching him in the spring, it was clear to me that he's the uh, better passer. Uh, on the roster, the the one theme that I have, though, uh, more than anything else, Joe, is. This position is in a much better situation than it was this time last year when Haynes King did win the job, was lost in the opener. You know, Zach Calzada eventually came off the bench and beats Alabama. But this position now with Max Johnson from LSU, with Haynes King a year older and with Connor Wiegman, the five star uh, recruit, who I don't think is going to win the job this quickly, but is clearly the future in College Station. Much better situation for the quarterbacks. But I think it's Max Johnson as well. 
Yeah, the fact that Max Johnson has played in big games, stepped up especially last week of the regular season against Texas A&M and leading the LSU Tigers to the bowl game against Kansas State, that's why I think Jimbo has to turn to Max Johnson. When we come back, we'll talk about some other quarterback battles and some other conference odds. Joe Lisi and Rich Sermonello right here on The Grid. Keep it where it is. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back and the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Continuing the breakdowns about quarterback battles, we took a look at Michigan in their quarterback battle and are going to take a look right now at LSU and Brian Kelly. You look at Brian Kelly in terms of what he was able to do with Notre Dame, taking the Fighting Irish to two college football playoff appearances over the past five seasons. Now he goes to Baton Rouge. Miles Brennan is there, but also Jaden Daniels and and Garrett Mus- Nussmeyer, right, Rich? So it's a three-headed race, but it really comes down get down to, I believe, uh, Jaden Daniels and Miles Brennan. I think if we're looking experience, if we're looking at the ability to step up in big games, I lean to Miles Brennan right here. Stepped up a couple of years ago in terms of the COVID season, did throw for over 500 against Mike Leach and KJ Costello's team in that ball game. Lost week one after the national championship season, but Miles Brennan is a big play, big arm quarterback that buys into the culture, and I think he's got to get the start week number one i'm with you joe I, I i've been waiting for this kid to have a full healthy season i think he's a talented quarterback he's an accurate passer uh surrounding talent is not going to be a problem he's got an elite core of wide receivers um i mean a an elite core of wide receivers he's got uh, just a ton of ta- and, it, and it goes beyond Keyshawn booty um, you know, Jack Besh had a great season last year out of the slot. I mean, he, he could really move the ball around, but it's interesting. You know, Brian Kelly was able to get Jaden Daniels out of Arizona State, which is a bit of a dumpster fire right now. A lot of kids have left 
the desert and the situation that Herm Edwards has created. But, you know, you would think if Jaden Daniels, with all of his experience, is leaving ASU, he's going someplace where he's a shoe-in to start. That's not the case here. You know, LSU's got a good situation. I think they have legitimately three uh, quarterbacks who could start in the SEC. It begins with Miles Brennan, but not a bad situation. If Jaden Daniels is coming off the bench, man, that's an ideal situation to take into the SEC season. Now, he was looked at as one of the best quarterbacks last year in terms of the Pac-12 and didn't elevate his game. Now, was part of that due to Herm Edwards and the offensive staff, or was that due to just Jaden Daniels not progressing in, in terms of taking the next step as it relates to reads and progressions? I mean, only 10 touchdowns for much of the regular season, struggled from a passing perspective against a very solid Big Ten defense in Wisconsin in the bowl game, lost that matchup 20-13. to 13. So is this a good fit for Jaden Daniels? I, I don't believe so, but he is athletic. He can use his legs. We've seen Brian Kelly utilize that in terms of Buckner and Pine, in terms of that type of offense last year with Jack Cohn at the helm as well. So maybe that's another added factor that LSU can – can add into the offense. But if we're talking the ability to stretch defenses over the top solely with their arm, I think it's Miles Brennan. I would even give the edge to Nussmeyer over Jaden Daniels if we're going to grade these players one through three, right? I would go Miles Brennan, I would go Nussmeyer, and then Jaden Daniels. Now, it all depends on the type of offense that Brian Kelly wants to run in year number one. And the, the heat's on, right? A six-and-a-half win total for LSU. The expectation is not there. It's sort of lowered after what Ed Ogeron did in winning a national championship, but then limping to two 500 campaigns. I mean, not a lot of people expecting LSU to, to be a nine- or a ten-win football team. I think if Miles Brennan's the starter, they have the ability to do that this year. I totally agree. And and I listen, I understand the uh, trepidation. Uh, there's concerns, there's turnover, um, you know, a lot of new faces, coaching and, and player personnel, Joe, but this is LSU. And this is a team that has a lot of talent. And a lot of that came in through the transfer portal. We know Brian Kelly can coach. Uh, he assembled a quality staff. Sure, it's an SEC West schedule. I mean, there, there are few breaks in that schedule. But I think you're going to see right away in week one that this team has the talent to soar past six and a half. If you can get an under over of six and a half for the season for LSU, I would grab that over. And I think we're going to see right away against Florida State, which will also be improved under Mike Norvell. But LSU in the trenches along that defensive line, I think you're going to see some new stars emerge like Mason Smith up front, BJ Ojolari will have a, a salary run type season off the edge. And in terms of the quarterbacks, I think if Miles Brennan is healthy and he could take advantage of all of those receivers that they have in Baton Rouge, it is a very dangerous program uh, that Brian Kelly has. And listen, he knows what the heat is. He's heard the ridicule throughout the offseason. Uh, he did not go to LSU to have a, a six or seven win team. I, I think LSU is dangerous this year, and I, I think you're going to see it right out of the gate in the opener. I totally agree, and I think if you're looking for another lottery ticket, you have to buy into LSU in terms of not just over the six and a half. I think they're a potential 10-win football team, but I'll take it a step further. You want to give me 40-to-1 odds to win the SEC West 
I'll take those. And more importantly, 100-1 to to win the college football playoff. Why not? It's LSU. I'll take a shot. This is a team that did sweep and was undefeated in 2019 with Joe Burrow at the helm. Let's turn our attention to the Big 12. There's a quarterback battle brewing with new head coach Joey McGuire. Donovan Smith, that was the quarterback last year, battles it out with former Oregon transfer Tyler Shuck. Tyler Shuck started the year but gave way to Donovan Smith uh, later in the year after Wells was fired. I think they go to Donovan Smith, though. I think when you look at Sonny Cumbie in terms of the interim coach last year, he was in communication with Joey McGuire. He could have went in a different direction with starting Shuck down the, down the stretch. He opted for the freshman, Donovan Smith, to get the game experience, the bro bowl prep over Mississippi State. He wins that ball game by 20-plus points as a nine-and-a-half-point dog. I have to be honest, I think Donovan Smith does eke out the starter this year, week one over Tyler Shuck. Yeah, I'm with you again, Joe, and I think it's a great situation for Texas Tech and Joey McGuire. I think the fact that you have two quarterbacks with starting experience, two quarterbacks that you think can can win you Big 12 games and run that offense – Uh, I think is a real luxury that not a lot of coaches, certainly not a lot of first-year coaches have. Joey McGuire does, uh, but was very impressed with Donovan Smith last year. Uh, Can hurt you with his legs, can hurt you with his arm. Uh, Had a lot of big games throughout his first full season as a Red Raider. Uh, And then there's Tyler Shuck, who comes over from Oregon, highly recruited, uh, experienced quarterback, uh, has quality arm talent, but I, I think Donovan Smith just brings more to that offense, an offense that's going to be exciting. Uh, it's going to be an offense that looks an awful lot like the uh, Bailey Zappi Western Kentucky one that we saw last year. So, you know, I don't know what that win total is going to be for Texas Tech, but, I, you know, much like East Carolina, which I talked about in the first hour, those games are going to be exciting, and I think because of that offensive firepower and those quarterbacks, I think Texas Tech's going to be in a lot of games that the lines makers don't necessarily believe they should win. Yeah, and let's keep in mind, you look at their last two games of the season. They were an 11.5-point underdog on the road in Waco against Shapin and Dave Aranda, and they lose that ball game. 27-24, to 24. they follow that up with a, a gutty uh, win over Mississippi State, an SEC-caliber defense as a 9.5-point uh, underdog, win the ball game outright by 20-plus. And I'm in agreement with you. You look at their win total right now on FanDuel, it's set at 5.5, juice to the under in terms of their schedule. It's very manageable in my opinion. And I already took them over the 5.5, Rich, but I took them as a 60-1 to shot to win the Big 12 this year. If we're talking teams outside of Oklahoma and Oklahoma State and obviously Baylor, I look to a team like uh, – Texas Tech and Joey McGuire. You know, Joey McGuire's intensity is an offensive mind. The players are bought in. We've seen the school and the boosters buy in in giving 85 scholarship and walk-on players, 25,000-plus in terms and as it relates to NIL. This program is headed in the right uh, uh, way and trajectory. Maybe not this year, but next year, I think they could be one of the teams to beat in terms of the Big 12. And I think they sail over the 5.5 and have the potential to be an eight or a nine win football team this year. Yeah, and, and listen, if you're going to take flyers uh, from, from a conference standpoint, I, I wouldn't do it in the SEC. Uh, I wouldn't do it in the Big Ten. 
I, I think the place to do it is in a place like the Big 12, where it is somewhat wide open. Uh, I am becoming more of a believer in Oklahoma, and I love that Texas offense. Uh, and I'm a big fan of Dave Aranda, but the reality is, is there's no clear-cut favorite in the Big 12. I, I, I think it's wide open. And, you know, outside of the, the Kansases, and, and I'm not really in favor of West Virginia, I think Neil Brown is in trouble with the Mountaineers, but I think that conference is wide open. So if, you know, uh, if it's a Joey McGuire at Texas Tech, uh, if it's Kansas State and Chris Kleiman, uh, Sonny Dykes, who, who really did a great job at SMU, now takes over TCU and is going to bring a, a similar type of wide open offense uh, to Fort Worth. So I, I think if you're going to take a flyer, Big 12 is a good place to do it because I don't see a clear cut favorite in that conference right now. All right, we're going to take a look at the Conference USA odds up on FanDuel right now, see if we could pick some value or a team that maybe potentially could strike the title this coming season. We know about Western Kentucky and Bailey Zappi. We mentioned uh, the quarterback switch from Jared Dagey uh, transferring over from West Virginia. You know, uh, I like Western Kentucky, but I also got to look at Jeff Trailer, obviously, in UTSA, right? They were able to to dominate for much of the regular season, just covered numbers, and, and stepped up at critical times throughout the season. I, I can only look to UTSA right now in Western Kentucky. If I had another team that potentially maybe I would bank on, maybe, just maybe La Tech. But outside those three, that's what I'm looking at this year. Yeah, you, you mentioned the one where I, where I was going to go in terms of a long shot, which is Louisiana Tech. Down last year, used a lot of young players. Now you've got Sonny Cumbie. Uh, and that, you know, we talked about Sonny Cumbie earlier with that high-powered offense. I think Louisiana Tech could be in store for a bounce-back year at a minimum. I think they go over their number as far as uh, season win total, Joe, and, and possibly contend for Conference USA. The one interesting thing for, for Conference USA is the, the favorite – and probably should have been his UAB. Um, Dwayne McBride in the backfield. They have the best running game in the conference. Uh, play a, a nasty uh, form of defense. But Bill Clark, for those who don't know, uh, you know, the face of that program, the face of the revival of Blazers football uh, has left the program for health reasons. So Brian Vincent, the offensive coordinator, has now taken over. What is that impact? So again, looking at conferences where you want to have value, UAB is a favorite. Uh, they're without their head coach. UTSA is a co-favorite. They have their head coach, but a lot of missing parts like Sincere McCormick out of the backfield. So this could be a wide open conference as well, Joe. Yeah, we'll see. And then the other one is the Sun Belt. And I think when you look at the Sun Belt, you look at teams like App State. You look to Coastal Carolina, right? Those are the front runners with Chase Bryce and Grayson McCall. But, I, you know, a, a team in terms of the Sun Belt that I like a little bit is, is Henry Columbian Marshall. Uh, you know, in terms of 4-1 to one right now. Columbia was a quarterback that went under the radar. He's got a big arm. Keep an eye out for the thundering herd first year in the conference. Yeah, quickly, I think you're reading my mind. This was not scripted. That's exactly where I was going to go. I like Henry <laughs> Columbia as the transfer for Marshall, and I like Marshall's speed in general in their first year in the Sun Belt. Yeah, we'll see how that plays out when you just look at Grayson McCall in Coastal Carolina. He is also 100-1 to one shot to win the Heisman. When we come back, we'll wrap it up. Joe Lisi and Rich Sermonello on the grid. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Every day, our world gets a little more connected, but a little further apart. But then there are moments that remind us to be more human. Thank you for calling Amica Insurance. Hey, uh, I was just in an accident. Don't worry, we'll get you taken care of. At Amica, we understand that looking out for each other isn't new or groundbreaking. It's human. Amica, empathy is our best policy. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, back on Football Full Circle. Joe Lisi, Ritzer, Manello kicking it around. Going to talk some Heisman odds to end the show, we talked about Grayson McCall, the quarterback for Coastal Carolina. He's 100 to one shot on FanDuel right now. Two front runners right now are C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young, two to one and three to one respectively. Rich, I, I have to be honest, I'm not looking chalk here. I might look a little bit deeper. Players like Dorian Thompson Robinson, that if at 100 to one, if he leads his team to a Pac-12 championship, might get more eyes on UCLA than Caleb Williams will with USC. USC. And then if we're talking running backs, I know we talk about B. John Robinson for Texas at 30 to one, but you know the way Michigan runs the football, and we talked about the quarterback situation playing out in Ann Arbor. Maybe Blake Corum at 60 to one could be live this year. Yeah, I like those choices. I, I, I think you need to look for value. I, I think at 2-1 to one with C.J. Stroud, 4-1 to one with Bryce Young, which is going to be tough to win in back-to-back years, I think the Archie Griffin factor for voters, I think he's going to have to be exceptional, even better than last year, to win uh, in back-to-back years. So looking outside, DTR, again, I mean, you genuinely have me intrigued with UCLA, Joe, so thank you for that. Uh, I'm going to go with Dylan Gabriel. I talked a little bit in the first hour, really impressed by his offseason. I I think Brent Venables is going to open up, keep that Oklahoma offense opened up. Uh, He's well-rested. He's healthy after the collarbone injury last year. I think he puts up massive numbers. Uh, And if Oklahoma goes on and wins the Big 12, Dylan Gabriel could possibly uh, push himself into the Heisman discussion. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, if he gets over that eight and a half and Oklahoma wins a Big 12 championship, guess what? Dylan Gabriel could be just like Caleb Williams in terms of potentially a Heisman Trophy dark horse at 40 to 1. It's worth an opportunity. Rich and I are going to be here next Saturday as well, breaking down all things college football for Rich Sermonello. I'm Joe Lisi. Have a great weekend, everyone. We'll see you next week. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, 
No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.